In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm not with my co-host, Jack. I'm here with Howard Clegg. Howard, how are you? I'm really terrible. Thanks for asking. (laughs) So we're currently live on uh, Zoom and I'm looking at you lying in your bed with your clothes on, so that's a good thing. And uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not lazy. I'm not a slob. So tell us it's what's been that, uh, what's been going on. Well, I've got I've got two herniated discs in my lower back. Ouch! Pressing on my root, uh, my nerve root, and I'm not in a good way. Um, and I'm currently on quite a lot of morphine, so uh, I might forget who I am. But I'll do my best at answering your questions. And well, keeping you entertained, but that's why that's why I'm lying in bed. I don't, I don't, you know, normally go to bed at nine o'clock at night. Well, look, we have a rule in the show: no one to be hung over because it lacks energy. But in the rules, it says nothing about morphine. So, no, there you go. Always breaking the rules. You've got to push the envelope. You know, stretch the field. And All right, and look, <laughs> and thanks a lot for the uh, Joe Thomas. No Tretter style performance tonight. You said you're going to come on the show, and you're on the show. So, thanks a lot for that. No worries, no worries. First of all, tell me a little bit of intro about your club in the Cotswolds. Well, we are, so next season, we're only going into our third season. Um, I mean, I, you know, personally, I've been a Browns fan since 1988. Um, and I just thought, you know, I live in the middle of nowhere. I mean, literally, you know, I have to drive six miles to buy a pint of milk. And uh, I didn't, you know, why would you start a club in a place like this? But, you know, I've lived in the village where I am. There's only, only about 100 houses for 16 years. Everyone knows I'm a Browns fan, everyone in the village, because I'm always walking around in orange and brown T-shirts. Browns, you know, go to the pub, I'm in a brown shirt. They all know I've been going to Cleveland for the last 15 years or so. Um, they basically, you know, I never shut up about talking about the Browns, even if they don't want to hear it. So. <laughs> everyone knew that and they started you know a few people started getting interested and uh i thought you know a couple of years ago i thought well why not i'll, I'll try it out you know the browns were coming to london people were getting excited about that so i started the club um and you know i'm just blown away by how people have got into it you know i must say howard i've been up and seen your club and you blew us away you know that the, the <laughs> The uh, cornholes, the food, yeah, the atmosphere, yeah, yeah. and I don't say this very often, but you outdrunk me. You were you were on another level to I was on that night. Yeah, well, you know, okay, well, I've got a few years on you, so you know, by the time you're my age, then uh, you'll have a bit more experience. But yeah, we, you know, that was a great day when you know the London club came up, and we're gonna, you know, do it again this season. Hopefully, we'll go down there. But all, you know, all that fun that you had was only because I've been to Cleveland so much. Um, I think you went to Cleveland last year a few times. So you, you know, you get it, but you know, that's, it's kind of in the DNA of, um, well, NFL fans, but particularly Cleveland fans 
the tailgating is just off the charts. So, you know, when I said I wanted to do a party for uh, the London club coming up, it was all I was trying to do was replicate a tailgate in the Cotswolds, you know, so, so, uh, but you know, we've been playing cornhole here for years. I made my own boards and, you know, doing all that sort of stuff. So this was, when you came up, it was the next level. We, we, we have fun. It was good. And we're going to do more of it next year. Yeah. Excellent. And, uh, if I'm correct, I saw on your Facebook page or Twitter that you had some guys over from America recently. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was mad. You know, so, you know, the pub, the village, you've been to the village. It's tiny, right? All we have is a pub. There's no shops and nothing else. It's just a pub. Is there a hotel? Uh, no, nothing. no. Well, there's a few maybe houses might put a few strangers up, but okay. uh, no, it's just a tiny Cotswold village. Uh, but the landlord and landlady are very flexible. They're good fun. They're very nice. Um, and they've let us, you know, do the watch parties there, you know, for the last two years. Uh, and clearly we're getting a bit known out there on the internet because two guys, uh, well, husband and wife turned up at the pub on Sunday, just gone. Um, they were from Cleveland and they didn't just stumble across the place. They deliberately went to the plow because they knew it was the home of the Browns backers for the North Cotswolds. Uh, so the landlady and landlord put their new club shirts on. We had, fo- they had photos of it. Yeah, it was great. That's, that's just awesome. That's unbelievable. No, that's awesome. And, and did you know they were coming or they just turned up? No, no, I, w- I didn't even know. At first I knew of it. Um, the landlord had posted a picture on, on Facebook, you know, <laughs> he didn't even so tell was, you. yeah, yeah. It has happened before. There's, we've got two members who live in Chipping Norton, which is about 15 miles away. Uh, and uh, Tom is from Cleveland. So grew up, you know, grew up in, you know, watching the Browns in the sixties. And uh, he was having lunch there one day and went to the loo. And of course, above the entrance to the, the gents toilets at the back, it says official viewing location for the Cleveland Browns. And he came out and apparently he was like a, a child at Christmas, couldn't believe what he was seeing. And uh, yeah, they've been coming ever since. Fantastic. So anyone listening to this show, if, yeah. you're, if you're not in London and say you're visiting Bristol, Birmingham, Wales. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're central. Yeah, that's, so. that's kind of your area, really, isn't it? And, and look, even if you fly into Heathrow and you've got a spare couple of hours, you could either go into, um, into London or they could come out and see you for an hour, couldn't they? Yeah. Well, you know, I was talking to Kelly about this only last night on Facebook and, uh, you know, there's a lot of Americans come over, Cleveland fans working in London. Um, you know, you can get to the Cotswolds in less than two hours from central London. Cotswolds is a beautiful, beautiful place, all the little towns and villages, well worth a visit for the weekend. Come during the season and your Sunday night will be spent with 20, 30 Cotswold barking idiots. So, you know, you'll have a great time. And, and of course, red carpet treatment for anyone that comes. Excellent. And if I'm correct, the legend himself, Joe Thomas, r- wrote you a letter or, or retweeted one of your letters? Yeah, it was the other way around. It's just like, it was something I, you know, I didn't, I didn't do this for any kind of acknowledgement. It was uh, as, as the president of this club, every, every president gets sent a little gift. Uh, because you do a lot of work for clubs. If you run a good club, you know, it's, it's a, quite a lot of work, but it's, it's fun work. It's lovely work, but they recognize that you do a lot and you raise money for charity and all that stuff. So they send you a little gift every year. And so I was doing some work at home and I had the Joe Thomas bobblehead that they gave us at the end of uh, last season awesome. on the desk. 
And it just made me think about the guy because, you know, he, he was a rookie the first year I went to Cleveland in 2007. He's the only, he was the only kind of solid fixture through that whole messy time we had with turnover of, of personnel. Um, and I, I don't know why, but I just thought, I'm going to write him a letter. So I did. I wrote him a letter thanking him for being such a stud, for never missing a snap, for always being on his A game, for all his pro bowls for being the best left tackle in football. And I just, just wrote it to say thank you. Not from the club, nothing else, just from me. I didn't put my social media on, on it. or I just put you know, my name and address, as you would on a letter. So I wasn't looking for anything. And next thing I know, about two weeks later, um, he puts a post on uh, Twitter saying you know, that we're the best Browns backers club in the world. And a special shout out thanks to Howard Clegg. So that kind of made my day that day. Yeah, made my day. Awesome. And I think, if I'm correct, that the uh, Joel Petonio has got family near the Cotswolds as well. So yes. you, mev- you mev- yeah. he may just pop yeah. in and see you one day out of the blue. Well, let's face it. <clears throat> All the talk is that the Browns are going to get, you know, 14 gazillion primetime games you know, <laughs> this coming season, which is not, not good for us, but it's good for the Browns. So... I. As sure as eggs is eggs, the Browns are going to come back to, to play in London in the next few years. You've got to say it, haven't you? I don't know. I think, I think if, if the Browns are doing well, I think they will be kept in, a, in a America, I think, three or four years until they come back. And yeah, I th- yeah, yeah. I mean, not immediately, but they're coming back. And when, we're so, in the, when we're in the Super Bowl, we won't, come in, we won't be coming back that year, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe not. Well, maybe not. But that would be a nice problem to have, quality problem. But yeah, so my hope is that Joel's still, you know, working that line when they do come back. He's got family in the Cotswolds. Me, Joe, nice scone, cup of tea in my kitchen, mint. Perfect. And I'm sure everyone in Cleveland's uh, interested to know, why are you a Browns fan? So, yeah, it goes back to 1988. Um, mate of mine was working central London for an advertising company. Um Used to meet up with him for beers on Friday nights, that type of thing. Met up one night and there was this American guy sitting at the table who was one of the creative people in the ad agency. Um, Got chatting to him, really lovely guy called Jamie and uh, he was from Cleveland. So he asked me, you know, did I have a team? Because I told him I was really interested in, you know, American football, as we called it. Uh, and I said, no, I don't really have a team. I said, I kind of supported Tampa Bay for a while because it was the first place I went to in America. And he went, gee, you know, you can't support the Bucks, man. And I said, well, I don't support them. I said, you know, but it's, it's the only place I've been to, really. And he told me, anyway, he told me all about the Browns. Um, you know, there was still, you know, still a relevant team then. But he told me about the Municipal Stadium and how people you know, stood half naked in minus 10 degrees, uh, throwing dog biscuits at the opposition, barking like, you know, I was sold. I was in that. It just, I was in. And uh, so I became a Browns fan. And then luckily enough, the following year, the Browns came, played the Eagles in an exhibition match, pre-season game uh, in Wembley. We got tickets, we went. And I, I got to say that that will always stay with me. You know, I saw, you know, that was Metcalf's rookie year, 89. I got to see Slaughter and Langhorn, Kozar, my one of my ultimate heroes, Clay Matthews. You know, all, all those golden guys, you know, playing in 89. I didn't realise how lucky I was to see those guys because it all kind of went south then. 
What stadiums they playing? Was it Wembley? Mm-hmm. It was Wembley, the old Wembley. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and I, I've met you know I've met Reggie and I've re- met Webster. Um, I've not met Bernie yet, but he did send me a video a few years ago from a friend. Um, but you know they they were the guys that you know were the were the initial heroes and still are for me. You know. I've got to ask the the guy that you met that night. Do you still keep yeah. in contact with him? Well, that's that's a good question. So I, I lost contact with him, you know, twenty years or something stupid. Um, then I went for my first trip to Cleveland in two thousand seven, um, and I was so excited that I'd been when I came back. I, I tracked him down like a stealth detective on the internet. Really? Uh, yeah, I found his wife who had a little gardening business in uh, out near outside Chicago, and I wrote her an email saying, "Are you married to a guy called Jamie? If so, <laughs> can you show him these photos?" <laughs> and anyway, he came back to me, and his first line was, "I'm so sorry, I made you a brat." <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we've met up in Cleveland a couple of times since. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. good. Have you got photos of you two together? Uh, I I probably do dig it out somewhere. Yeah, dig it out. Yeah. And stick it on. Stick it online, man. That'd be awesome. Just to uh... yeah, yeah. But he's the guy. That he. It's all down to him. It's his fault. Excellent. And uh, mate, what's that T-shirt you're wearing? Well, this is a very good question. This is my newly designed club T-shirt. Don't look at the elf because that's not approved. But uh, oh, right. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there we go. They are for sale. Um, I've shipped. I've probably shipped at least 30 of them to the Cleveland area and other parts wow. of the States in the last week. Um, so, you know, people are really digging the fact that, that, you know, there's a big brown support and we, and not just there's a big brown support here, but we know our stuff. And, and, you know, there are members that, you know, are old school Browns fans and have stuck with it, you know, because there hasn't been a lot to celebrate in the last 25 years. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's um, yeah, it's been it's been magic. So yeah, we're we're all all decked out. Every member of the club has has bought a t-shirt ready for next season, and we can't wait. Well, look, I supported your t-shirt, and I've got you did. Well, this I'm is a special design. You were the first one to get this one. Well, I'm not very happy. It's turned up in a purple. Uh, I know. I know. It's turned <laughs> up. So, in in true podcast spirit, the first ever time, I'm opening a live parcel. Look at this. We've got the main man himself, JT. There you go. There and you mate, go. And you've got Thomas, 73 on the back. Look at that. That's not bad, is it? Man, that's really good, mate. I'm looking forward yeah. to uh, Yeah. Well, it was all designed by my good self. So, you know, no one can have me for copyright. Oh, mate, thank you very much for sending that over. And uh, oh, I forgive thanks, you for the perfect... Well, thanks for investing in it. You know, money, no money goes to the club. So that's great. Excellent. And yeah, what what plans have you got for uh, the upcoming year? Well, you know, we're going to have a lot more fun because we've proved that that works and that's great. Uh, I mean, one of the nice things about having the club is the opportunity to raise money for charity. You know, it's 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 a great thing to do. So um, we're thinking about a village cornhole tournament where because we've now got at least four or five sets of cornhole boards. So we're thinking about getting like a little bracket going uh, when it dries up and we have a you know, a bit of spring, summer weather, get the whole village involved, might then get some new members. So that should be fun. And we'll do the tailgating that goes along with it. Um, we are planning a trip, hopefully, to come and see you guys in London. We're going to try Excellent. and pick a game for that. Um, and, uh, you know, to 
I'm a bit worried that we won't get to see all the games live because of the scheduling and some of the late games that are going to be shown, which I'm a bit upset about. But yeah, really, really more of the same, but but better and bigger, hopefully, and, and raising more money, which is the important thing. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Kelly about it, and hopefully we can potentially do one game and get everyone from like yourselves over, Iceland over, Scandinavia over, Germany over, and have like a European meetup. Um, at one of the Browns uh, Sundays, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that, I mean that would be great just to get all of Europe together, you know, because um, you know it's important. It's important, and and it's nice. It's nice that our cousins in America realise that you know there is a big fan base here because I I, I don't know any other you know um, fans of other NFL teams that have this kind of community. I don't know any of it. You know that pie chart you showed earlier today about fans in London. We, we might be smaller, but I tell you what, we make a bigger impact. We're more, we're more genuine, I can promise you that. Yeah, I've, I'm a bit pissed off about that pie chart, to be honest, or that no. graph chart. But look, I wanted to be honest and uh, and get the data correct. Um, I'm interested to see what the UK numbers will be like. That was only London, and let's see what the yeah. UK numbers are. And to give the British Browns uh, credit, and especially Kelly, is that we have 50 people in the Hippodrome where – a lot of other clubs may not have as many as ourselves there at all. Actually, we're one of them, we're the leaders and showing the most colours. So in London, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, I get I get thirty in a village pub. So <laughs> you know, show show me another team that does that. You know, yeah. and like once again afterwards, you have to. I may even put some pictures up of the uh, of that night when I was there. The poor locals, three or four of them, and then there's another thirty, forty Browns fans all in there in your pub. <laughs> And it's not uh, a big pub, is it? No, and the, <laughs> and the landlord must be thinking, "Happy days. Where else? In the, where else yeah. in the Cotswolds can I serve drinks all Sunday night and make a load of money?" So uh, yeah, he's he's, well, that's good. You know, that's another good benefit. You know, rural pubs are closing all the time. So the fact that we can give him sixteen Sundays of good revenue from you know from the beers that we drink is you know it's all that's all positive too. Yeah, that's that's you know not direct to charity or anything, but it's a community benefit, you know. Excellent. And look, we're twenty minutes in. We haven't even talking about the Browns yet. So okay, uh, shall we? What's your um? What's been your view uh, last year? Uh, well, you know, it started horribly. You know, uh, well, you say that. You know, losing close games, bad calls. Um, you know, I've hated Hugh Jackson for a very, very long time. Not the person, but but the the, the coaching philosophy. Hard Knocks said to me that he did not have his coaching staff. It was so obvious. You know, I, I've been in corporate business long enough before being self-employed to recognize when a leader does not have a buy-in of his staff. And it was glaringly obvious. So I knew the, the season. I, it went better, I suppose, in some ways than I expected it to because I knew there was no chemistry there. Uh, I mean, that first game with the Steelers tying up, um, some close losses and then some really terrible calls that lost us games. You know, we, we should have been, you know, we could have won five games out of that initial set, despite, that's the thing, despite Hugh Jackson. Um, but the day he was fired, um, you know, not good for him personally, but great, you know, what what great, great time for the Browns. And of all the games I picked last year to go to Cleveland, I picked the Thursday night football game. Yeah, so the birth of Baker. Um, and how, how, how lucky was I? I'm very jealous. I'm very jealous you went to that yeah. game. Oh yeah, because that that's that will go down in history. Uh, I've even made a new T-shirt this week called "I Was There," 
Oh, know, limited you? limited edition. It's only sixty eight thousand available. <laughs> <laughs> is it Color Rush Colors though? It is Color Rush Colors, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not silly. Yeah. And did, so, and but it was great. Go, did you go with uh, Hyde or Baker on the back? Uh, it's oh well on the front. It says I was there, um, and it's got the uh, Browns truckers cap that was given to the first thirty thousand people that turned up. Right. So only only those that know will get it. So it says I was there on the front. It's got the trucker's cap. And on the back, it says the birth of Baker and the date, which I awesome. think is quite a sweet shirt. Yeah. But it was a, what, what, what a night. Yeah, what a night. It's up there with my first ever trip when we, when we won in overtime. You know, it was awesome. And tell us, tell us a little bit about that evening because I was watching it on TV here in the UK and we watched Joe Thomas in the Muni lot uh, kicking balls and having a, a good time now where where did you tailgate before the game well we, we tailgate i think in the same place that i think you did your first one you know under the detroit bridge yeah down I know, by settlers landing down there yes yeah we tailgate there every year uh have done for well since 2008 so just down so, on the flats basically yeah, yeah 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 just down from settlers landing station so you know it was down there it was you know it was it's never the same it's never quite the same vibe on a Thursday night game. It is Sunday game. You know, Sunday game is, is a much more fun, you know, cause more people around, um, you know, and you start drinking at six o'clock in the morning and, it, <laughs> and it's fun, but, but it was, you know, it was great, great, great fun. Cause we brought two, two members of the club who'd never been before. Uh, cause I should say that I've been going to Cleveland with my, my, you know, my best mate Gareth, who just so happened to be a Browns fan. And we met in our village which is another weird twist of the story. But we've been going together all that time. So we brought two newbies along. They loved it. The whole walk to the stadium from down there is, is such a great experience. And as you get closer, the amount of people, the noise, I mean, you know, it's every time I go, even though I've been, I've lost count now how many times I've been, but still every time I walk to that stadium, I'm tingling, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, tell us, so then obviously, first half was rubbish. Yeah. Did you boo at halftime? I didn't boo. I never boo, to be honest. I never boo and I always stay to the end. That's my two rules, you know. Um, but uh, I did apologise to the two guys that we brought with us. You know, 14 nothing down, you know, walking all over us. It did not look good, you know. It really did not look good. But as soon as Baker came on, you know, I was watching the game last night, actually, because I couldn't sleep. And so I watched the condensed highlights of it again. And everything, everything changed. Everything changed. Everyone remembers that, you know, suddenly they started catching passes. Yeah. Some of them you know, were, were hard passes to catch. Um, but, you know, you look, you look at all the assignments on the offensive line. That line, you know, it, it, it didn't miss a beat. Suddenly there was this energy and we felt it, you know. And then I think the players just fed off it too. Um, and then, well, you know, the rest is history. What a night. What a night. Walking out of that stadium that night, I'll never forget it. Never. And on a Thursday night game, did you go to a bar afterwards or was it all? Yeah. 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 We went to as many as we could before they, you know, cut us off, basically. Okay, yeah. good. On a Thursday in Cleveland, when, does it, when can you stop getting booze? Well, you could, we went up. Where did we go? We know a little place because we know the owner. But it, it, there was too many people, so he kind of closed down. That was that was kind of the problem because so many people wanted to party and celebrate. A lot of the bars just went, ain't having it. Really? Chucked, yeah, 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 yeah. Chucked, and kind of closed down because it was thronging. But, you know, we went down West Sixth, which is not my favourite place. I'm getting older now. 
one of the first years I went, I used to love it down there, but it's too young for me now. So I prefer, you know, there's East Forth, we went up there, um, yeah. up there and, and places like that. And we, we went from bar to bar, but eventually nowhere was open. So we got an Uber home and, oh. and drank Joe Thomas beer when we got back to the, uh, to the hotel. Very nice, yeah. Um, are you going to get out to a game this year? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, this is how confident I'm feeling. I'm kind of thinking because I, you know, I've got a family and everything. I can only go once. Um, two girls at university is not cheap, so yeah, it's like a one once a year thing. And I'm thinking, I might just save it for the playoffs going January. Bloody hell, that's that's ballsy. Yeah, because you know, because I have so much fun here now watching games with the, with the team. Um, I, you know, I'm thinking, well, you know what? Mm. I, I, I've got a sneaky feeling. I'll look at that schedule. We can beat anyone. You know, you look, you look at our lineup on offense. I don't even, I don't think it's worth talking about offense. There's no, there's nothing bad in that starting lineup. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Um, yeah. with, with, with that, what about defense? Any, uh, yeah, any... well, there, yeah, there we, there we have, there we have, uh, the issue. I think for me, you know, I mean, I've got, I put a little depth chart together today, you know, and, you know, question marks, you know, I, I don't, I don't, people might not like me for saying this, but Kirksey and Schobert, you know, they're big question marks for me. That whole linebacker bit is question marks for me. You know, look at the stats on tackles, the amount of tackles that were missed. Yeah. I know that, you we know, we don't get it last year. Yeah. One of just, just, we've got to stop whiffing on tackles. It's just, it's, it's, it's a problem. Because other teams, you know, they're not stupid. They got film. They'll they'll know how to exploit that. You know, it will be, be the thing that stops us going to the playoffs, in my opinion. You know, the the, the line on defense now, you know, shored up. You know, we have got to see how that beds down. But I, I'm pretty comfortable with that. But what sits behind it? Mm, not 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 so much. Not so. I know that Schobert. You know, everyone loves Schobert. I love Schobert. You know, 53's great guy and. They say that he's got brain the size of a planet, you know, in terms of football knowledge, etc. But you know, I'm 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 just not convinced there. And you look at the what the depth is behind Kirksey show, but Avery, I think, could be a banger. I, I do like him. But you know, he, how much do we know a, about? He's a bit of a, he's a bit of a hybrid player, though. He's like defensive end and line linebacker. Yeah, yeah, but that's no bad thing, you know. You look at some of the old school linebackers who could. You know, could play at the middle. You know, you know, suss how a play's breaking out and, and and use the edge anyway. That's that's not such a bad thing. I don't think so. But we've got to get that sort of tackling stuff sorted because if I look at who sits behind Kirksey and Schobert, who you know both had their time off the field last year, I mean, you know, who knows them? You know, you know what? You know, Woodson Luster. I'm not quite sure. I know anything about Xavier. Um, Darius Taylor, we've got to, we've got to find out a little bit more about, haven't we? You know, Ray Ray Armstrong. These are all people that, you know, not strong, not not battle tested. We don't know much about them. Um, and so, you know, I th- I think linebacker is is quite a weak spot. And again, clearly we've got to fill the role that Peppers had. You know, so I'm not convinced that Kindred is, you know, is yeah. you know is that is that sort of you know again that 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 tight behind the box strong safety that we really need so i'm hoping draft or free agency we will shore that up yeah we i think we need still one more dt two linebackers at least two safeties one backup one starting yeah. and then another cornerback 
Yeah, um, definitely another cornerback, you know. Absolutely. I mean, Ward was amazing last year. That was, it was great. See someone come out of the blocks like that, you know, and make such big plays. Fantastic. You know, Mitchell, I like Mitchell. I like, I like the fact that he, I like it when he, when you watch, you know, people, when the team in camp and the, and the defense starts fighting the offense, because you know, it means something, you know, they're going for it. And uh, Mitchell was right in there. He's one of those cornerbacks that, that really, niggles the receivers and I like that you know I'm a because I'm a defense guy you know you know great Odell but I loved I a pick six for me is a bigger celebration than a touchdown you know and that's what I always want a pick six every day of the week give me a pick six and Joel nearly came close didn't he last yeah. year yeah 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 mm. absolutely you know it would have been amazing <laughs> if he'd done that yeah all right, Howard, look, we've gone well over 20 minutes, but it's been a pleasure right. speaking to you. Yeah, thank it's been you, fun. Thank you so much for the T-shirt. And uh, I've got to say, guys, if you're not following in following in his Twitter account or the club's Twitter, then you're missing out. So, Howard, do you want to tell us your Twitter details? Yeah, um, it's at North Browns, really easy. So, North Browns. Excellent, easy as that. And, um, yeah, Howard, uh, you're on Facebook as well, if I'm correct? Yeah, just search for North Cotswolds Brownsbackers. Bit of a mouthful, but, you know, we're on there. And um, how do uh, people buy your T-shirts? Okay, so the easiest thing is just send, just follow me and send me a direct message on Twitter and I'll sort you out. Or just send, me a, or send a message to the Facebook page. We've got no fancy website or anything, but, you know, we've sent 30, 40 shirts across the pond. So, um, you know, we're getting used to it and we'll sort you out. Excellent. If you want me to take any T-shirts over to save a bit of postage in end of May, I'd be happy to do that. Save a there bit. There you go. All right. No worries. All right, buddy. You get well. Have All a little right. bit more. Have a little bit more. Bit more morphine. Get in the yeah. right mode. And <laughs> uh, what, what what game are you going to watch tonight? Um, Browns versus Bengals. Yeah. Which one? Any of them. They're both good. So uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I might watch them back to back. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't take too much morphine and think that I'll Hugh try. Jackson is still with the Browns. That could be a nightmare, okay? All right, yeah, will do. Do my best. All right, buddy, you take care.